I said good day, sir. You don't ever plan anything around the eagles because the eagles represent the grace of God, you heathen bastards. What a vanilla nebbish name. Well, you know, orcs are people too. I'm thinking of that one cult that got taken out with one punch. So he's got a wall, a gall, a gall, and a wall. Every time you mention the eagles, I think Don Henley. (laughs) This is A Geek History of Time. <laughs> and I have no idea when we switch. Uh, I'm Ed Blaylock. No, you're not. No. Don't I, lie. Okay. I'm Damien Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock. And this is where we bring nerdery into the real world. Uh, I'm, again, Ed Blaylock. I'm a, a world history teacher with a side of English uh, in Northern California. Uh, and a father to a now 20-month-old, no, still 19-month-old uh, little boy. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm Damien Harmony. I'm a Latin teacher with a side order of world history in Northern California, uh, falling back in love with the uh, curriculum because the standards have changed, which means I can <laughs> actually teach about the world in 10th grade. Yeah, nice. Uh, I am the father to two uh, little gingers. One is almost 10, and the other one is 7. Um, she has burned her way through the third of Harry Potter books. Um, she's about to start Goblet of Fire. I assume you mean that metaphorically. She's read all the way through okay, that's, in about yeah, three I'm weeks. Being a smart ass. Yeah. Three, really? Yeah. Wait, hold For up. For a seven-year-old. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And her brother has become an expert on all things Battlefront. Uh, oh, so okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. So it's it's nice. a fun little household right now. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we have actually uh, a new member to the team. We do. We do. Indeed. Those of you who have uh, told us how much you like the podcast, but, you know, I wish you could fix that thing with the levels where fill in the blank, are going to be very happy to find out that we now uh, have a producer on, on staff. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm George. Two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you want, what kind of cred do you want me to throw out here? That 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 works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For now, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do my best to keep the levels in line. Well, we appreciate we that. We appreciate that very much. And our way of welcoming you to the squad is uh, similar to gang rules of the 1950s. We're going to jump you in, okay. uh, but in the nerdiest way possible. Uh, each of us because has, it's us. Yeah. Each of us has. The problem is, I yeah. know I, I lose from the get go because mm-hmm. I've never been on Winston Benstein's money. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's going to have to be uh, an episode about that at some point where we where we hear that story in greater detail. But yes, as a matter of fact, my partner here uh-huh. uh, has has been on Win Benstein's money. I was never on it. I oh, okay. Auditioned for it. Auditioned for. Yes. Okay. All right. Did not make it. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised. That's yeah. Well, I gotta, the kind I of people say. that came in yeah. from Phoenix that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and and I know now that there's even more of a story than I had thought. Yeah. But so. that's not what we're doing today. Not so much. Uh, no. Today, uh, we're, like I said, we're jumping George the producer in. Uh, both Ed and I have created a bevy of characters for you to construct the perfect D and D squad from. 
these are all historical characters that uh, Ed and I have statted out. Uh, Ed, what were the rules? Uh, the rules were it had to be a historical figure mm-hmm. uh, for this round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for this round also, uh, we needed to capture these people right before they became historical figures. So as an example, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be opening. My opening gambit, I think, is a pretty strong one. Mm. I've got the Viking on the bridge at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. And uh, so this is essentially the night before the battle, what his stats would have been. So it's before they get legendary stats. Yes. Before they become the thing of legend. So yeah. It's, it's like either while they're in the middle of doing the awesome thing that they become known for or just a hair before that. Right right yeah. before what uh, uh, Frank Herbert would have called the cusp yes. that led to them becoming figures of greatness. Yes. So we each have statted out a number of characters from history, uh, various eras, uh, various cultures. Um, I think that we're going to make a what a squad of five or six. Um, you know, I'd say let's make it a squad of six total because we each have five statted out. Mm. And I think a squad of six would give us a definitive idea of who won. Okay. Between you and me. I can't do the math say. on that, but I'll trust but, you. But yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. that, that know, works. maybe. That works. I mean, it's um, actually an even number, so we might wind up with a tie, but whatever. That's what I, I like to say if we did but I like, five. But I, like, okay. but I like six. Okay, six it'll be. So, uh, so uh, just uh, some, some ground rules. Levels are variable. Not everybody's going to be at level 20. Um, you want to have the squad that is what you consider the best D&D squad in terms of, I would say, versatility. Versatility, effectiveness, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, so you'd be able to get through any and all adventures. So if you pick all fighters, good luck with magic, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, it, it lies on you what their fate will be. Um, and to get them through uh, the, the Dungeons & Dragons world and to defeat Venger. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Make it a deep cut. <laughs> yes. I like it. Of course, a, a cut that's going to be like not that deep to anybody in our audience because no, no. it's a pretty. Sp- you're, yeah. Y'all are a specialized group. We're just I, saying. I'm going to be called a panderer, so, really. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> aren't you though? Yes. Okay. So uh, you, you go wanna, first. You wanna, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to start with. Uh, we don't actually know his name, so I've given him the name Hordroda's hitter okay. because he worked for Harald Hordroda. Um, and that is the Viking on the bridge uh, at the Battle of Stamford Bridge, 1066, uh, basically right before the, the one that Harold won before he went down to Hastings and, and got killed. And so uh, for those who aren't familiar with the story, um, at one point, the, the Viking army uh, that was intent on trying to install Harold's brother Tostig as king uh, were in the process of retreating. They had to cross the bridge to mm-hmm. get to get away. And uh, one lone Viking berserker as a, as a rear guard actor stood on the bridge and scared the ever-loving shit out of the Saxon army by just basically being the hardest killer any of them had ever witnessed ever. According to the stories, his visage was so terrifying that, Sa- that the Saxon soldiers refused to get anywhere near him. And so because of that, I had to stat him out at a total of level 20. Uh, because there were specific abilities he had to get. Okay. So he's fighter 10, barbarian 10. Uh, strength is a 19 because he's gotten to that level. Constitution is a 20 
Now I'm just going to hit the major point of okay. why I think he deserves to be on this party, and then George can and then take George a look at can it take a look at it and give compare, any other highlights that give you it, find. Yeah, so he's got 238 hit points Jesus. to start with, because he's a barbarian. Of course, when he rages. By the way, we're using fifth edition D and D rules. Yes. So anything we're talking about here is based on that that set of assumptions. Um, when he rages, he takes half damage from any and all kind of weapon attacks. So if anybody attacks him with a blade, he has effectively almost 500 hit points. Yes. Wow. A blade or an axe or a spear or a mace or your druid shifts into bear form and comes at him. He doesn't care. Yeah. No, he's going to wow. turn you into a coat, motherfucker, because <laughs> that's what he does. He's a berserker. So uh, and then the, the really important bit and the reason that I, that I had to have him at the, at the level he's at is because of intimidating presence. Because, again, the story said that Mm -hmm. after several hours, the Saxons wouldn't get anywhere near him because he was just that terrifying. And uh, intimidating presence means opponents have to make a DC 16 wisdom save or be frightened. And so that's the culmination. He he took Path of the Berserker because, obviously. Yeah, it's in the name. uh, Yeah. And and so, uh, ultimately, the only way they could defeat him was to send somebody in a boat under the bridge with a spear to thrust up between the boards of the bridge to stab him from below. And then even after he was dead, nobody got near him for a couple of hours until oh, they geez. figured it. Yeah, because he was still standing up somehow. Oh. And, and so they didn't realize he was dead until somebody got brave enough to go poke him with a stick. And they figured out, oh, wait, he's been dead for like an hour. <laughs> At which point the heathen army had gotten away. Mm-hmm. So even in death, he succeeded at his task. So there you go. George, take a look there. See anything anything there that jumps out at you. And it is also noting that he is unarmored. Oh, my God. Yes. But still with an armor class of 19. Oh, my God. Yes, because, so good his, luck con, him. because his con is 20, and he's a barbarian, so he gets to add gets that to his armor class. Oh, wow. Con and dex. Oh, my God. So, yeah. You put him next to a thief? Oh, and oh, yeah. Well, you know, later on, I got one. <laughs> I got one. Something tells me you're going to have the frontline guys. I just might. I, I think you I'll know, have the remps. You you might. Yeah, you might. So that's that's my opening gambit. Yeah, I got nothing to compete with. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, in his gear, one of his gear pieces is a can of whoop ass. Yeah, I made sure to add that ice cold can of whoop ass just sure. waiting to be cracked open. Does it say ice cold on the sheet? No, it doesn't. You're right. You're right. That is a failure on no, my No, no. It says I have gray eyes. That says <laughs> Where's the mountain dew? <laughs> so. Oh, man. I got a Viking slang sword. Yeah. It's got a plus 10. <laughs> you're not at the bridge. You're at the bar. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so All that's, right. That's, that's your opening That's gambit. entry number one. That's my opening gambit. Um, what do you got? I'm going to go a different way. I have a Warlock 17 Bard 3, one of only two level... No, actually, you know what? I ended up with three level 20s now All that right. I think about it. Um, but they're all justified. I'm not power gaming here. I went with a warlock bard named. Uh, wait, wait. Power gaming is the whole point of this of this exercise. Oh, oh okay. Well, so, I came by it naturally. Okay. Um, uh, a character uh, you may have heard of him. His name was Harry Houdini. Okay, wait. Yeah. Harry Houdini is a warlock. Yes. Who exactly <laughs> did Harry Houdini sell his soul to? Who didn't he sell his soul to? 
to get out of all those escapes, he had to have had a patron. <laughs> okay. Had all right. to have. All right. So he started as a bard. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got 121 hit points, which is right. roughly half of uh, your, yeah, yeah, your boy fully, fully half yeah. of um, the Viking. Uh, some things to note. Uh, his charisma is a 20, but all his other stats are fairly low, comparatively. Okay. All right. uh, he's kind of a one-trick pony as far as that goes. Uh, his personality traits, he has a joke for every occasion. Okay. Um, he uh, believes in fairness, never targets someone who couldn't afford to lose. Okay. Uh, and uh, he can't resist swindling people more powerful than he. Uh, okay, punches so, up. I yep, like that. Absolutely, because even even on his cusp, he was still proving spiritualists to be frauds. Yes. Uh, he has, uh, as, as a bard, uh, like he's level three bard, um, he is, uh, I'm, I'm just looking back at it, he's the College of Glamour. Makes uh, sense. Takes on Mantle of Inspiration, enthralling performance. Okay. Which at the end, uh, he can uh, he can use up to his charisma modifier, uh, and people have to save for wisdom or be charmed for an hour. Okay. Now, then that he fits. S- slips over to being a warlock, and uh, he has an otherworldly patron, the Archfey. Uh, and he has a bunch of spells uh, that are fun, and I'm hoping that I did this right. Uh, but he also has a pact boon, the Pact of the Tome, which gave him three more cantrips. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also lucky. Took the feat of lucky. Oh, okay. Uh, he has, uh, let's see, his Eldritch Infer- Invocations, Aspects of the Moon, Trickster's Escape, mm-hmm. Whispers of the Grave, the ability to talk to the dead talk so he can dead, actually so, you know, yeah. tell people it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, Gift of the Depths, Misty Visions, Eyes of the Rune Keeper, and Sculptor of Flesh. These are all things that enable him to prove wrong those who claim thaumaturgy and, okay. and are unable. I, I got I got one question for you. Go for it. Because you said that uh, charisma was really high, but none of his stats were all that exceptional yeah. otherwise. Uh, he was known to be very athletic, very, very fit, very tough. Uh, you know, the whole incident that led to his death was right. trying to tighten his Hit muscles. Hit my tummy. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what con score did you He has did a con of 14. Him? Okay. So he's got all a right. bonus of two. So, okay. Yeah. Better than us, but, but nowhere not, near. Nowhere near Orgrotus hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, and his strength is a 12 because he does have to be yeah. fit enough okay. to get out of these things. Okay. Um, let's see. He has the ability to calm emotions. Uh, he's got blink. Uh, he can dominate beast and he's got greater invisibility. Um, he has a number of cantrips that I'll let, uh, including detect magic. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, he is a magic user. He's also, uh, his mystic arcanum. Uh, he has mass suggestion, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, reverse gravity. Okay. For when he's hanging up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Telepathy. Yeah, okay. And time stop. Okay. So that he can actually get the to all of those locks and affect the exactly. escapes. All right. Okay. He also has 14 spells known uh, with his pack magic, uh, mislead, pass wall. Okay. Uh, which he did famously did that trick. Yeah. Uh, polymorph, telekinesis, haste, uh, a few others. Um, but uh, so. He is whom I would submit for our uh, glass cannon, as it were, our, our heavy-hitting magic user, uh, for your perusal, George. Okay. Uh, any Anything sticks out at you uh, that is uh, highlight-worthy? Let us know. You already mentioned the joke for every occasion. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's a forgery kid. Yes. Uh, he uh, was known to uh, be able to... 
not quite forged passports because they didn't really have those back then. Uh, but there were several documentations that he produced for local law enforcers uh, to gain, gain him more legitimacy than he actually was due. Oh, okay. As well as the disguise kit. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, because you got to hide the key somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But that's... That's all that stands out that you didn't cover. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who do you have? All right. So, since since you shifted left on me uh-huh. and, and went with a spellcaster, I'm, I'm going to go with my main candidate for uh, wizard okay. in the party. Uh, and I should say wizard dress. Uh, this individual is a necromancer, level 16. Uh, I assigned an alignment of neutral good, which seems like a little bit weird for somebody who, you know, dabbles in raising corpses from the dead, but it'll make sense in a moment. Oh, real quick to interrupt. Yeah. Harry, Houdini, Harry Houdini, I kept him yeah. as chaotic good. Okay. Because ultimately he was trying yeah. to do good. Trying to, yeah. trying to help people. Yeah. All right, go on. So uh, this individual's uh, personality traits I have down are outspoken, romantic, and rebellious. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, the, the faction, uh, to whom, uh, I assigned her is, uh, romantics slash goth geeks, uh, <laughs> romantics with a, with a capital R as in mm-hmm. the romantic movement mm-hmm. because it's Mary Shelley, right. the mother of science fiction and horror literature as we know it today. And she's a necromancer because Frankenstein. Yes. Like, I don't know why I feel like I have to explain that, but I feel like I should. Okay. And, um... So the idea that I went with with this is that, of course, by the time she wrote Frankenstein mm-hmm. on that very famous uh, trip to Switzerland uh, with her husband and Lord Byron, the and, orgy that and a couple never of was. other people, yeah, the orgy that didn't quite. Um, she she wrote, she wrote the book instead of the orgy. She's like, guys, yeah, I'm just like, gonna go write. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm gonna go. You know, and uh, interestingly, of course, one of the other people there uh, wrote one of the first modern vampire stories. That's at right. the same time, because it was a challenge. The, the game they came up with was a challenge to tell the scariest story. She actually managed to scare herself with the idea that she came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my conceit here was that this is her before, right before mm-hmm. putting everything together to, to publish the story or, or write the story. Um, and... Uh, she is motivated essentially by the fact that she was haunted by death throughout her life. Of course, her mother died when she was very, very young and she grew up spending a great deal of time at her mother's graveside. Mm. Um, Her father was kind of never, never got over her mother's death. It's, it's kind of characterized that it, it was, it was something that was with her, you know, all her life up to that point. And of course she and, uh, Percy Shelley, her, her husband, who at this point was not her husband yet, mm-hmm. um, had just lost a child shortly before this whole series of events happened. So she is surrounded by all of this death. And so this led me to have this idea of what if no, seriously, she was really actually surrounded by death Sure, because we're talking about this is happening in a, in a fantastical you know, right. fantasy universe. And so, uh, she's, she does not really have any kind of up close damage potential. She's a wizard. That's sure. not her thing. Everything winds up being at, at range. Mm-hmm. And, and because it's necromancy, it's not blasting. It's a lot more kind of indirect kind of stuff. Okay. 
but notable about her being a necromancer, undead thralls is one of the traits of a specialist wizard of necromancy. When she casts create undead, she's able to create one additional zombie or skeleton over and above what she would normally be allowed. And all of the creatures she creates uh, have a hit point maximum that is increased by her wizard level. And she adds her proficiency bonus to those creatures' damage rolls. Okay. So, no, no, I'm not going to blast you with a fireball. I'm going to let the monster <laughs> go after you. And, you know, he's... Frank the he's, Tank. Frank the Tank is going gonna, is gonna to take care of that. And, by the way, he gets an additional plus five to all of his damage rolls because 16th level Necromancer. Um, additionally... Uh, inured to undeath means she does not take necrotic damage of any kind from any source. Because she's been around. Because she's so been long, around it so much, and at no the same time, hurt. her hit point maximum can never be reduced by by necromantic kind of effect. So she can hang out with the ghouls and the ghasts and and the wraiths and the specters right. and not care. Um, and then finally, I, I find this funny. Uh, there is the command undead mm-hmm. ability, which means she can make one undead. Uh, within 60 feet, she can force it to make a charisma save versus uh, DC 19, uh, or it will become friendly and follow her commands until she uses the feature again. So, like, we're talking a, a standard zombie or a skeleton. Well, yes, but okay. she can actually use it against a lich. I'm sorry, what? She can use it against a lich. She can use it against a vampire. She can any 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 any, un- any undead. Wow, but so however, they have to make a how, charisma save. They have to make a charisma save. Okay. However, uh-huh. if their target is in, it has an intelligence of 8 or higher, it has advantage on the save. Okay. And anybody with a 12 or higher can keep saving every hour to shrug it off. However, I just got this picture in my head of her and the party walking into the Lich King's lair at the center of the dungeon and her going, right then, chuck it! <laughs> in a very upper-class British kind of, kind of tone. And the Lich going... Oh, oh my God! I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> I apologize for I'm, that. I'm I'm so sorry. It's a terrible mess. I'm so embarrassed. I, you know, and just that picture was just so <laughs> so wonderful to me that I I had to share that. Um, highlights of of her spell list: um, animate dead naturally at third level because yeah, yeah. you know Frank the Tank uh, and lightning bolt. I have labeled as a favorite, <laughs> but um. um and then there's every time I saw a spell that had something to do with spooking people, I mm-hmm. put it on the list. Okay. Uh, anytime I saw a list that sounded or a spell rather uh, that sounded like it would be a good background effect of some kind uh, for somebody performing uh, the monster mash, I put it on there. So so <laughs> fog cloud is on the list. Uh, uh, confusion <laughs> uh, and a dance macabre. At, at level five, one of her spells. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. here you go, George. Take a look at that. Anything I didn't mention, go ahead. Feel free to point out and and just contemplate. No, you covered it all. All right. She is neutral good since we we're mm-hmm. covering. Okay. Alignments. Yep. She does have finger of death. Yep. Oh. But that goes along with the necromancer. Yeah. And also, of course, necromancers at really high levels get the wonderful, uh, you know, symbol of pain, and right. uh, you know, glyph of 
fill-in-the-blank spells, which are always fun. All right. Well, I brought a bard to the table. Uh, now again, another one. Is, yeah, that's oh, that's a good point. Yeah, this is a this, true bard though. This okay, is, this right. is not a cross class type bard. This is okay. an actual bard. Um, and this one, uh, let's see, he is only a bard level ten, so the odds of him staying in the party are fairly low. Okay, but well, he can uh, hang around and you know, yeah, pick up the scraps, gain some experience points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, his hit points are only sixty five. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, his armor class is only a 10. Okay. Uh, his alignment is neutral, neutral, because he is George Carlin. Okay. So this is George Carlin probably around just before he hits class clown. Okay. So so this is this is definitely pre the words you can't say on, on television. Right. Just a little okay. before that. Okay. Or, or it's really just after that, because that's when he really steps on okay. the national stage. Uh, he's another one who, uh, is just kind of a one trick pony as far as, uh, most of his stats go, but I will say his constitution is a 14 because okay. he suffered through three heart attacks before he died. So like yeah. he was clearly hardy. Yeah. Um, his charisma is a 20. Okay. Um, he is, uh, let's see, he has the feat of actor, which gave him a plus one to his charisma. Okay. Uh, gave him an advantage on deception and performance. Okay. Uh, and, um, his insight is relatively high. His, okay. his knowledge of history is actually, uh, his highest, one of his highest, uh, abilities as well as persuasion. Okay. Um, his ideals, I would like to point out, um, honesty, art okay. should reflect the soul. Okay. Um, and flaws, sharp tongue lands me in trouble. Yeah, there, a little, little bit. There was bit. a uh, Supreme Court case against him. Yes. Or involving him. Um, now, he's only level 10 bard, um, and I gave him uh, the bard of... Uh, where did it go? That's an interesting college. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, College of Lore. Oh, okay. Uh, because it gives really? you cutting words. Oh. You use bardic inspiration to subtract from someone's role attacking you. Yeah. They must hear you. Yeah. This is the thing that I think might keep him on the field. I don't know if he'll get to the main six, but it might keep him on the field because he is literally, with his words, debuffing the shit out of everyone else. And with okay. his charisma so high... Yeah, they, the debuff, the debuff yeah. is a legitimate, is legitimate mm-hmm. thing. Right. He also has a song of rest, so in the off time, he can, yeah. he can get people rested. Yeah. Uh, I'll let George find the spells that he likes out of the spell list, but I will say... His fifth level spell of uh, modify memory. Mm. So he can change what you thought about a thing. Yeah. Um, and his third level spell of counter spell. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... Because that's... if you're hitting him with bullshit, no. No, son. No. No. Yeah. So, and then there's All a right. few others that he might uh, find that are fun. Um, I also uh, gave him... Where was it? Uh, there was one other thing that I gave him that I thought was just kind of interesting. Um... Investigation of six. Okay. Because he was good at finding stuff out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, submitted for your approval, uh, the entertainer background, Jester, George Carlin. All right. I should have done Rod Serling as as a wizard. That would have been good. A sorcerer. That would have been good. I, yeah. I think. I think next time we do historical figures, I am yeah. going to have to do Jacques de Molay as a paladin. Mm. 
that'll be fine. Because that'll that'll be entertaining. Yeah. This is interesting. Freedom of movement. Yes. Uh, he pretty much got to go wherever he wanted <laughs> in in life. Um, also, yeah. um, I mean, he traveled the world uh, doing comedy. And when he did his comedy, he he was a stage prowler. He would oh, go back and forth like on the stage. Oh, like a panther. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All so right. that is a bard. I don't think that he'll make the final cut, but I think that it'll be interesting to see how far he makes it in. Okay. So what you got? All right. Um, <clears throat> I have the most multi-classed character I put together. Mm. He has three classes. Ooh. Um, I have one of those. Historically, I think this individual would have had even more. <laughs> um, historically, this figure is the closest I can think of to a historical figure who was actually Batman. Um, this individual um, was uh, not only a uh, police commissioner, so he's, he's kind of Batman and uh, Commissioner Gordon. Right. The police commissioner, uh, secretary of the Navy, a oh. cattle rancher in okay. Montana. I know where you're going. Uh, conservationist. He was a, an expert on the animals and birds of North America. He mm-hmm. won a Pulitzer Prize. He won a Nobel Peace Prize. French Stewart. Yes. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> no. Teddy Roosevelt. That's what my I'm talking third about guess. here. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going right. to go John Lithgow. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well done. <laughs> No, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And, okay. of course, now the terms of our of, – of this competition right. are that it has to be before they became the figure that we know. That legendized the, them. That yeah. legendized them. And, and in Roosevelt's case, the, the major step that led to him becoming a legendary figure was becoming vice president. Right. And so this is after San Juan Hill – Okay. This is after police commissioner of New York. Okay. But it is before vice presidency and presidency. Because famously, the Republican Party said, now look, that damn cowboy is president. Yes. 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 <clears throat> um, and as a matter of fact, the only reason he wound up getting the vice presidential nomination, I found, mm-hmm. I, I got reminded, mm-hmm. was that um, uh, there was a, a very important uh, uh, Republican figure in mm-hmm. New York who didn't want him to be governor of New York anymore. Yeah, they were trying to stick him somewhere where he'd they, be they out wanted of the way. To, they wanted to put him someplace where he, where he wouldn't be getting in everybody's way and being a fire right. fire thrower. Yeah. And and it was, okay, look, no, we're going to make him vice president. Now, at some point... Over was, the protestations of the rest of the National Party. <laughs> it was like this deal had to be being like, okay, fine, he can, you can make him vice we'll president. We'll park him. Well, yeah. but we'll park him there. When's the last time it, it went, Yeah, when was the last time president. vice president? Yeah, then McKinley. earlier. Yeah, then McKinley went and died. Right. Well, so... so Real quick, let me back you up just a second. Okay. He had worked in the state assembly as well, right? He had oh, yeah. been an assembly member. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the reason that Bugs Bunny walks the way he does and the reason that Hawkeye Pierce, when uh, lampooning uh, Groucho Marx, yeah. walks the way he does. So Hawkeye is walking like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is walking like Groucho. Groucho is lampooning the way that... Hipster young men in the 1880s walked, walked, and the people in the state assembly mm-hmm. made fun of Theodore Roosevelt for walking in like that when he first with his, with his, with in. his leaning, leaning, leaning forward, forward the chest forward, the hand arm behind, hand you, behind the back, the other one swinging. Yeah, that all comes from Teddy Roosevelt 
publicizing that walk and having it criticized in the yeah. state assembly floor. That's what leads to Bugs Bunny walking the way he does. Wow. Yeah. And this is why we do that podcast. I, <laughs> that connection never would have been made in my head. So because of where he is in his career, the, yes. the mix of levels that I've got for him is Fighter 5, Makes Ranger sense. 5 for his time out west, okay, and Bard 6 for his time as politician, gladhander, yep. all that. So, and I took the skilled feat at level one for him mm-hmm. because he knew a lot about everything. Right. Which made sense. So you gave him more skills. Yeah. His his highest stat is, or his highest two stats are his intelligence, which mm-hmm. at this level, at 16th level total, have now gotten up to 18. Whew. They would be higher. Right. But true to his background, mm-hmm. I had to spend a couple of uh, stat increases bringing his strength up to 11 and his constitution up to a 13. Because he was historically not strong or or physically, hardy he was asthmatic un- until he did it himself. Until he, by force of sheer fucking will, yes. turned himself into a physical specimen as a young man. Now, I had to try to find a way to make his background work in D and D because mm-hmm. he's a figure of the late 19th century, early 20th century. And you know, there's guns. Anachronisms are a thing. Mm-hmm. So yes. And I found the fighter archetype of gunslinger. Okay. Actual gunslinger. Or is this like a redo of like, essentially no, no, gunslinger is, so, is the, is the fighter okay. archetype out of, out okay. of either Unearthed Arcana or Xanathar. Does it somewhere. still have like comparable damage to like really good crossbows? Um, the the, the Winchester, the revolver he uses is a D6 base plus okay. his, his bonuses. Okay. The cool. rifle he uses is a D10. It's a Winchester okay. repeating, repeating rifle, same one he would have right. used at San Juan Hill. A really badass long Long yeah. gun. Okay, okay. Um, so his fighting style is archery as a fighter. Uh-huh. Then when he takes his levels as ranger, he gets to pick a fighting style then. So he gets fighting style archery a second time. And it stacks? And it stacks. Wow. If, if I've made a mistake here, call me out on Twitter. But I wrote it up as it stacks. So his total attack bonus is a plus 11. To hit. To hit. Wow. Um, I should here point out that uh, the barbarian in the party has a plus 10 okay. with, with a melee weapon. So plus 11 to hit with his, with his shooting irons. So he's a fighting ranger type. He's, he's, yes. He's not he's necessarily a, the pathfinder, although he can do that too. He can, he can do that too, but yeah. his, his primary focus is, is, to, is, is to, to hurt people. Okay. Um, and uh, his archetype is hunter. Okay. And I took horde breaker. Oh. So once per turn, he can make a bonus attack against a second opponent within five feet of the first one. Okay. So yeah. and so with a repeating rifle, yeah, click, click, he can click, bang, click. bang, 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 yeah, bang, yeah. and he has three. I like that. And he has three base attacks per round because of fighter and ranger additional attacks. And you can pull triggers a lot. You can pull triggers a yep. lot. Now on top of that, he of course is has the bard levels, which give him bardic inspiration, mm-hmm. which at his level is a D eight. Okay. Um, and he's college of valor which I figured made sense based on being the orator that he was and yes. being the militarist and imperialist that he was. <laughs> it yes. makes sense. And so his inspiration die can be used by his allies. Uh, in addition to the normal stuff you can add it to, they can also add it to damage rolls 
or they can add, they can roll it and add it to their armor class to avoid getting hit. Yes. So he's not only, I'm going to stand in the back and, you know, like the scene. Clean people uh, off. Yeah. It's not just going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oswald was, you know, a wimp. Uh huh. Uh, he can also, because <laughs> I don't want to use that word, but anyway, <laughs> he he can also say, by the way, while I'm back here, you uh-huh. know, messing people up, I can also say, no, no, you're not hitting my buddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, None the barbarian with an AC of 19 now has an AC of up, up to, to 27. More. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty bitching. Yeah. And then uh, notable on his uh, spells list, uh-huh. Rangers don't get a lot of stuff. Hunter's Mark, I think, is is useful. For the Hunter's him. Mark is great too because yeah. you can find that enemy in a battle yeah. later. Oh, and and by the way, for his uh, favorite enemy, uh-huh. um, I put down cattle rustlers and tavern owners violating blue laws. Okay. Is, is either one of those counts as his favorite enemy? I, I really like that you you've completely nerfed his ability to fight right there. Well, because you know, nobody fights the tavern owners ever. Yeah, well, ever. You haven't played in the groups I've played in. <laughs> True. And Bishop, Bishop, I know you're listening. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You're the Maitre D. Um, that's an in joke. He's the only one going to get it, but I don't care. So it's at least ten percent of our listening audience. Yeah, right now, yeah, and also, and also, our number one sponsor. That's Thank true. you, Bishop. So, uh, but also as a as a bard, he gets heroism, enthrall, suggestion, and fast friends, which suit his you know glad ending maniac. Oh, personality traits: boisterous and maniacally extroverted. That's what I put down there. Nice. And for ideals, see Republican Party Platform 1900. <laughs> and uh, alignment is, as you mentioned, chaotic good because right. the Republican establishment thought he was terrifying. Yeah. So there you are, sir. Anything else jump out at you? Three basic nights per round. Yeah. That's, yeah. Stuff bear on his equipment. Oh, no, I didn't. You're right. I should have had that there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Forgot that. Or, uh, oh, God, if he could summon a steed and it would be a bull moose. A giant, yeah. Oh. I got, see, that would be later in his career, though. It after would the, be, After yeah. the presidency, he'd have to take enough levels in Paladin. That's true. To get a steed, which would be a divine moose. Yes. I like oh, it. Oh, my God. I want to play that character so bad. He's got chaotic good. Yeah. Noting that. And his Rough Rider uniform counts as leather armor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a badass character. I, I, well, yeah. that's fitting for, you know, who he was in real life. That's true. He was, he was whatever, whatever you may think positively or negatively of mm-hmm. his, of his legacy and his politics. Yeah. You have to admit he was possibly the most driven, maniacal individual to to occupy the White House and and possibly be in American history. You know, I would agree with you until recently. <laughs> uh, see, see, see. There's there's maniacal and force of will, and then there's yeah. there's there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I know who you're thinking of, and I don't want to give him that much credit. Yeah. But that's that's a discussion it's, for another occasion. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So. But but I mean the man never stopped moving. 
Ne- like yeah, yeah, never. He was like, frenetic energy. He, he was he was a ball of frenetic energy. Yeah. He he challenged a bare knuckle boxer to fifteen rounds at the White House. Yeah, as president, and lost eyesight in his eye for yeah. quite some time as a result. Yeah, he brought judo. And laughed guys. about the whole thing. Yeah, he brought like uh, and judo was a relatively new sport. Yeah, he brought judo guys over to the White House to teach him how to do judo. Yeah, he would he would regularly. Uh, lead the White House press corps mm-hmm. on breakneck, terrifying horse rides yeah. through. I'm trying to remember the name of the park, uh, but like th- they were terrified to follow him. Yeah, because he'd just go, go. at yeah. top speed. Yeah, yeah, rock, um, not Rock Creek, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, just yeah. He he never stopped moving. Single sticks matches. He 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 and some mm-hmm. naval officer who was a pet favorite of his for a while, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 would he picked up the sport of single stick, uh, which is like it's it's a it's a sport it's a very much sportified form of fencing. Okay. That literally involves a rattan cane that oh. you're using as a as a one handed sword. Okay. And a sort of padded jacket. And sort of, kind of like a boxing. Just enough you don't get your eye poked. Just enough so you don't lose vision in an eye. <laughs> uh, and and he and this this officer would regularly go at it. He was twenty plus years older than the officer that mm-hmm. he was competing with. Beat the crap out of the kid, like on a, and not because the kid was letting him win. Right? No, no. Just no. I'm all attack all the time. <laughs> and and people visitors to the White House would would whisper to each other about why does he have a black eye. <laughs> And he just like what he did. No, that was what he did. Wow. So anyway, it's funny because a few presidents later, Calvin Coolidge had an electric saddle <laughs> <laughs> because he liked horse riding, but he couldn't get out that yeah, often yeah. from his four-hour work days. Yeah, and he would ride his electric saddle in the Oval Office. Yeah, well, Coolidge was a wet noodle. There's yeah. no, there's no getting past that. So, so all, right. all right, I so like it. Your next one, so. yeah. Well, before we do our next one, um, I think okay. it's appropriate to actually uh, stop down for just a minute uh, to okay. discuss our sponsors. Yes. So uh, when we come back from our sponsorship break, uh, I will regale you with uh, a a monk because we have not yet had a monk, and we need doors opened. We need doors. Fuck you. <laughs> and there you have it. Hey, Geek Nation, it's Damien. And Ed, and we're here to pitch a book at you. Uh, It's uh, from a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show, Bishop O'Connell. The books are the American Fairy Tale Trilogy, The Stolen, The Forgotten, The Return. If you're a fan of urban fantasy, you're going to love these. If you're a fan of Celtic folklore, uh, you're going to love these even more. Uh, They're very well researched uh, in terms of the the stories and everything that they tie into. Uh, And he's a very good guy. And like I said, a good friend of the show. So uh, go out, pick them up, read them. And now back to us being smart, Alex. So to open the next door, uh, we need a monk. Yes, we as do. Per our uh, and by the way, what lovely products we offer. Yes, what, what wonderful sponsors we have. If you would like to be one of our lovely sponsors, please let us let know. us know. Yeah, 
We'll give you our Twitter address at the end of the show. So Speaking uh, of doors being opened. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to make a monk because I love me the monk, um, but I can't make just a full monk. He's actually a level 15 monk 12 druid 3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's a druid of dreams. Oh, okay. So very... That's a bold choice, Cotton. Let's see how this works out for you. <laughs> it very little in the way of like turning into creatures. Uh, By the yeah. way, this thing we'll have to go onto the back page for. Um, but, uh, he is at, at his very heart, he is a healer. Okay. But his very nature is that of a fighter. Okay. Uh, his name is Wong Fei Hung. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. The legend. Yes. Wong Fei Hung. Uh, some things that, uh, you should know about Wong Fei Hung. He was a real character. He's yep. a real person. Yes. Um, his father was Wong Kei Yi. Uh, his father was one of, I believe it was his father, was one of the 10 tigers of China. Yes. Um, and also fought under the, the banner of the black flag where they went and fought, uh, yeah, uh, they went and fought against the French, uh, in uh, yeah. Indochina. Yep. Um, and later fought against the Japanese. Uh, it's a yes. very famous uh, group. Um, so he uh, he has three weapons. He's got the quarterstaff. Yeah. Which legend has it he held off 30 people on a pier with a quarterstaff. Which either means he beat the shit out of 30 people or he beat the shit out of two people really badly and just kind of kept <laughs> them at bay. And the other 28... Kind of like the Viking on the bridge. Right. We're like, Focus. I'm not getting anywhere yeah. near him. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I look there's stupid. There's a pile of bodies. There's a pile yeah. of. There's a there's pile of bodies. In two front guys of could make a pile. Yeah. But, you well, know. you know. So uh, I, I do. I do want to point out uh-huh. that that we in the modern era. Yes. This is speaking as as a practitioner of Hema. Mm-hmm. We in the modern era don't give enough credit for what a truly, truly wicked and terrifying weapon a quarterstaff really was. Oh yeah. Um. In in German. Uh, German schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of the most prominent blows is referred to as the murder stroke. Yeah, with a quarterstaff, because when you get that length of a lever arm of hardened hardwood yes. going at enough speed, you will straight up spill somebody's brain out the side of their head. You it's will not. You know. It's so, actually, it's interesting because in I believe Japan, it's a bow staff, is what it's called. Yes. Uh, and you can also, uh, the strike, I believe it's very similar, is called a toma, I think it is. Um, and if you trained in both what you do and what they did, you could give someone a really swift hematoma. Thou midden speckled varlet. Good so. day, sir. <laughs> so... Uh, fun thing about monks. It didn't take us 45 minutes for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. The uh, cool thing about monks. I'm saying that to George, not David. <laughs> You're Thank both you, welcome. George. Yeah. I bring no, people together. Uh, <laughs> cool thing to know about monks is they have a lot of really cool abilities. Yeah. They don't normally need a lot of feats. Quite honestly, you're kind of wasting feats. That's if true. You spend yeah, them if you months. spend a lot of feats on, yeah, stat stat bonuses are the way to go. That said, I um, did pick up two feats because he is a variant human. I picked oh, up yeah. mo- mobility <laughs> <laughs> because he can't move fast enough. Right. Just being a monk, right? Because I think we should have a character in the party that can move sixty. Without running. Right. That's like at a walking pace. <laughs> he's doubling he's everyone. Du- no, everybody else has to run to keep up with <laughs> yes. him. Yes. 
Okay, all right. That's and, awesome. And he's. I also took Healer because, again, he is yeah. Wong Fei Hong. He's, he's a, he, he, he was a doctor. Yes. That was his yes. profession. I should, I should point out here that... Um, uh, he he his base movement speed is sixty, but we're not power gaming here. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so well to show you we're not power gaming. Wang uh, Fei Hung only had a wisdom of sixteen. Okay, his dex was eighteen because well, he was one of the greatest martial artists of all time. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. His strength was actually a sixteen as well. He was a really strong guy. Well, yeah, uh, that's he was because known, the conditioning. I mean, in, yeah. any anybody who goes through that kind of conditioning is going to look like that. I think it was called wire fist, like where you would you would wrap coils around your arms to do practice. So that, yeah, I mean, he was a really strong dude. Um, he also was really good at the Southern Tiger Fork, which is essentially a military fork for unhorsing people. Yeah. Um, he was considered an expert at that, so I gave him that weapon. Um, and, of course, the unarmed strike. I didn't bother putting the damage down for it because I believe at this level, I think it's either a D10 or, yeah. or a really high D8. Or, like, it's about to crest yeah. into the D10 yeah. territory. Um, he probably has the highest armor class of any of the characters I've statted out. Uh, at? Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Let's see. He has 12 key points because he's so high level as a monk. Yeah. And again, he's only a level 12 monk. He's an open fist monk that seemed yeah. the most that does, that does Well, certainly based on the way he's been portrayed exactly. in, in literature and in, in media forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Some things to, to note about him. Um, he Obviously, you've got the standard deflect arrows, the extra attack, the stunning strike, um, empowered strikes with your key. Uh, stillness of the mind, purity of the body, all mm-hmm. those really high-level monk things. Um, he has something called open hand technique, which gives you a flurry of blows. Um, if you hit your opponent, you can either knock them prone, push them 15 feet back, or stun them to the point where they have no reactions. And you just go up next to the barbarian, and whatever guy the barbarian didn't kill, you just, boom, stun. Now the barbarian is just going <laughs> to yeah. paste them. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Like he it. also, uh, there was a thing I had about, um, I believe he can go up uh, vertical surfaces. I can't find it right. Oh, Step of the Wind? Yeah. Uh, no, that's where he can disengage as a bonus action. As a bonus action. He can, yeah. It's broken. And it it's, can be a dash. Yeah. No, so yeah. I can run 120 feet away from you as a bonus action. So I'll that's, get up, I, I will chipped. run up to that's where... so ridiculously I'm chipped. I'm going to run up to even... where the, the barbarian is doing the fighting, stun a guy, and run all the way back to Teddy Roosevelt. And then I'll just do it again and next round. And then I'll just do it again next round. Yeah. 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 Uh, Christmas. That's I'll... nuts. So he's Circle of Dreams, and I'm going to have George take a look at the spells that he can do. Uh, but I also did give him alert, because it gives you plus five to your initiative, and you cannot be surprised. So what's what's his total initiative? Total almost? initiative is a nine. Gee, many Christmas. He's he's going to strike hard, strike fast, no mercy, sir. sir. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is Wang Fei Hung. Uh, he his highest ability. He's not really an ability guy, uh, but his highest ability would be acrobatics, followed by medicine. Okay. So there you go. Submitted for your approval. I almost did Muhammad Ali as yeah. a monk. Yeah, well, he would have been sense. a good monk as yeah. well. Um, but I decided to go with Wong Fei Hung because it just—I uh, wouldn't have to spend any points on charisma. 
quite yeah. honestly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. yes. So as a uh, druid, druid, um, he has a spell where he can like literally pull a berry out. He gets he can create fifteen berries, and it gives you a hit point back, which to me screams apothecary in China. Yeah, it like here's does. a little mandrake. Really, here you go. Now you feel better. Have oh, some ginseng. Juice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good berry. Also, there was another spell on there that I, I rather liked. Um, um, Shillelagh. <laughs> I gave him a shillelagh. I can turn a stick into a magic weapon. Which I'm using a quarterstaff. Which, there you go. And now I'm hurting you more. So, that is the like, monk. Like he needed honk. that. Yeah. yeah. What you got? Uh, next one I have, I figured we were going to need a cleric. Mm. And and I figured, I, I knew the discussions that we'd had had not involved anybody that like screamed cleric to me. And I, I, ca- I cast about. To trying to figure of okay, so who who the heck could I do as a cleric who's actually a historical figure? Because the first one that comes to mind is Musashi Bobenke, who is not historically attested as mm-hmm. having existed, but would be a great cleric character. Uh, but what I wound up uh, after a moment, I, I I did a face palm and realized, oh my god, Ed, you idiot, you're a Catholic. This should be easy. And I wound up going with Ignatius Loyola. Well, wait. If you're thinking cleric in D&D, you might be thinking healers. Whereas if you're Catholic, a cleric might be more of a, let's see what the word I'm looking for, marauder. Uh, yeah, well, depending on, yeah, time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or even a so, warlock. Or, or. <laughs> they do have a patron. Yeah, I, I, Ignatius Loyola looks down on you with disapproval, sir. <laughs> Heretic. Huh? Um, you know, I thinking did. about it, yeah. Well, he he did uh, for for this round, and and thinking about it a little bit longer, I actually uh, decided that if we do this again for historical figures, I'm going to have to go with Nichiren as a cleric, uh, the founder of Nichiren Buddhism. I think I'm going to have to go with Jim Jones for a cleric. Oh dear God. Okay. Because I was thinking Florence Nightingale. Oh, there Ooh, you go. Oh my That's God. A, yeah. Holy shit. No, Jim Jones would make a good monk. Jim Jones would make a good evil-aligned bard. Oh, he'd, yeah, that too. But he'd need to take—he <laughs> would saying. absolutely need to take points in monk because he takes everyone out with one punch. Oh, oh, the pain! Oh, I don't get paid enough for this. Oh, <laughs> neither do I. No, neither. neither that's neither, brilliant that you guys do. are getting for free. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, that, is that what we're calling it? Oh, you name another guy can take out nine hundred people with a punch. Oh, with a single okay. punch. So Ignatius Loyola, <laughs> he said over the gorge rising in his throat. Um, I I statted him out for right before the foundation of the Jesuit order, and uh, so at this point we're talking about a cleric eighteen. Okay. Um, pretty high level cleric. Pretty pretty high level cleric. Yeah. Now now the reason for that mostly has to do with the extent of his remarkable fanaticism. Okay. Yeah. Um, now he he had he had a true conversion moment. Like like everybody during his time period. Sure. He he was a cradle Catholic because that's like what you were. Right. Uh, at least in his part of the world, and um, he was very seriously injured. In a battle, he was a soldier initially, okay. very seriously injured in a battle, and in the process of his um, recovery, recuperation, yeah. recuperation, convalescence was the word I was looking there for. In the process of his convalescence, 
Um, he was stuck. He was essentially immobilized. He was stuck sitting and reading for a long time and wound up, there was nothing lying because he was in a, in a church run hospital. There was nothing to read after he'd, you know, exhausted the supply of popular fiction novels and everything they had. Uh, he had nothing to read but scripture after that. What year was he around? What years? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I want to say 16th century. It's 16th century into 17th century. So 15 and 1600s. 15, 15 and 1600. How many books did they have correctly. available to read? Um, Besides it wasn't, the book? It wasn't. Well, the thing is that the stuff that he enjoyed reading as a younger man was not books. It was essentially pamphlets and, and sure. you know broadsides, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but... Uh, he he was of enough means that mm-hmm. he had he had access to the books that they oh, had okay. around. Okay, uh, he was he was from a, a well to do family to begin with. Um, God, there's <clears> a part of me that really really wishes that like he really liked word jumbles. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, but just, right. just yeah yeah just just the idea guy of you know yeah. healing in a medieval well okay late medieval early, early Renaissance hospital yeah <laughs> just with the circles and the squares yeah yeah just you know like nothing else angry to do. that nobody spells anything uniformly yeah <laughs> <laughs> it actually I think it would have been in Spanish for him and I don't know whether that would have been a problem at that point I know in English yeah that would have been but yeah. Um, so anyway, background is soldier because of that. Sure. Um, tells me his strength is going to be higher than you'd expect for a cleric. No, not really. Oh, 13. Okay. Oh, that's 13. That's okay. his, that's his background. He doesn't have any levels in fighter. That's just right. his background is soldier. Um, he was not known for being particularly, I mean, he was, he was hale and hardy, but he was not, you know, legendary for right. being a physical specimen. Uh, his constitution is a 12, but his highest stat is wisdom. Okay. Because Makes high level cleric. And his second highest stats are intelligence and charisma. Also makes sense. Um, and he, I took order domain. Now that's not a domain I'm all that familiar with because you know I, I kind of I, I don't I tend toward chaos. Yeah, well, yeah. So. There's that. Uh, also, I put his alignment down as lawful good for the reason that he mm-hmm. was intensely concerned with orthodoxy. Well, and if order because, domain is his thing, yeah, it's going to start that and, way anyway. And yeah. and. and the legacy of what the church did in the Americas and all of that is certainly a checkered one, mm-hmm. uh, an ugly one. But oh, his yeah. his motive was in founding the Jesuit order and in becoming a priest was to defend the church from the threat of heresy and the spread of Lutheran and Calvinist ideas. And so since that was essentially his, his goal was to, to aid the church because he believed that the church was protecting people's souls okay. from the threat of heresy. So let's really shore up everything and do it the right way yeah. so that people don't get pulled the wrong way. Precisely. Okay. So under order domain, um, his channel divinity is a lot of fun. Um, he gets orders command, which means he can charm creatures of his choice within 30 feet. Mm-hmm. They have to make a wisdom save to avoid it, and they stay charmed until the end of his next turn, or they take damage. Wow. So as somebody who's going into foreign lands to convert people... Right. This makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, um, as it, with also Order Domain, Embodiment of the Law, he's able to cast enchantment spells as bonus actions. Any enchantment spell that has a casting time of one action, he can do as a bonus action. 
Now, now enchantment spells are normally concentration based. Yes, like you you have to concentrate to keep them up. Um, some like of some of them are, not all of them are. Okay. Okay. So if you cast an enchantment spell that is not concentration based yeah. as a bonus spell, you still yeah. get to cast another spell, don't you? Yeah. For wow. example, like command, uh-huh. which is one of his domain spells, uh, is an enchantment spell. It's a first level spell. That's the that's the one that's famously sit down. Right. And if they fail to save, they if they're right. below a certain level, they don't get a save. If they're above a certain level, they have to make the save, or else they just do what you tell them to do. So he's taking out the minions right away. Essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or picking or picking the mid level, you know, sub chieftain of of whatever humanoids and saying, and you him. sit down. Yeah. Uh, which, as a teacher, Sounds I gotta fun. say, I I wish I could just you sit down, pay attention. I I wish I could just get that to work without mm-hmm. without having to engage in mind games. Um. Also, on his spell list, which is where he really had the most fun, he gets Dominate Person at 5th <laughs> level as a domain spell, Divine Word, which just, as a 7th as a level spell, which just feels so appropriate for a Jesuit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Protection from Evil, Zone of Truth. That makes and, sense, if you're a confessor. Yeah, you know? and, then, and then Fast Friends. Okay. And so because what, if so, you want to uh, go for Lent, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. take friends with you. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you heathen. Then uh, at fifth level, uh, again, one that I, I just think is funny, uh, because it's an enchantment spell, he can do this as a bonus action. He gets Gius. Okay. You yeah. go find me a three legged stool. <laughs> go away. And you, now I'm going to deal with you right. properly. Uh, so that is Ignatius Loyola as the cleric, and and he has he he's his spell list makes him a controller, mm-hmm. very heavily a controller. But I did take healing spells to allow him to fulfill that role. Okay. Um, so there you go. A dominate person. Yeah. Yeah. Rosary, I, which makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. as his holy symbol. I like that. And a catechism. Because orthodoxy above all. Right. Lawful good. Yeah. Yeah. Fanatically loyal to the Pope. Yep. That's one of his his bonds, is fanatically loyal to the Pope. <clears throat> Not only Spanish, but seven other languages. Yeah, I took linguist as, as one of his feats just because... Jesuit. It's, yeah, the Jesuits. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's what they did. Yeah. Get them while they're young. Still what they do. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to give you a run for your money as far as the best fighter, but I think there's room in this party for both. All right. Holy shit, what a party if they have both. Um, this person's background is that of a soldier, but uh, later on they would go on in life to become a history teacher. Hit points. Uh, I like them already. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, highest number of hit points out of all the characters I think that I've made uh, at, at a paltry 158. I mean, you've you've got me beat uh, on hit points. Well, yeah, barbarian with a d12 hit die. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, they went five levels of rogue, became an assassin, switched over to arcane archer for 15 levels, another level 20 fighter. Okay. Um, Lyudmila Pavlichenko. With 309 Nazi kills during uh, World War II. Uh-huh. Yep. 
a woman yep. sniper in the Soviet yeah. army. A uh, 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 source of, of deep existential terror. Yes. For for Nazi forces on the Eastern Front. Yes. Uh, it's fun making an arcane archer. My goodness. My goodness. Um, so, but one of her items that she's got is her husband's dagger. Now, her husband went and fought, I believe, in an artillery unit, and he was killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She joined up, and she's like, I, I want to be there. And they said, no, no, you can do the support thing. She's like, no, I want to fight. And she kept at it until she got. I don't. I don't think her her words were actually. I want to fight. I think no. her words were. No, no. I want to kill Nazis. <laughs> Probably. She said. I want to kill the sons of bitches who killed my husband. I want to kill as many of them as I can. And you can't stop me. She she went on later, and when she was interviewed, and she says, "Yeah, I wanted to go into the army because that's where there weren't many women." Um. So she wanted. She knew exactly what she was doing. Uh, knew her place in history and wanted to break through it. Probably the highest armor class besides Wang Fei Hung uh, at 16 for the characters I've got. Okay. Um, so she has, as as a rogue of five levels, as an assassin rogue, she has plus 3d6 uh, to her sneak attacks. Okay. Uh, if they're within five feet of an ally, she gets to sneak attack them. If she okay. has advantage, she gets to sneak attack them. Okay. Um, she also gets a bonus action in combat to dash, disengage, or hide. Yep. She will be hiding. She will never be up in the combat. Um, she also, uh, has... Which un- is, which is an interesting thing for somebody who has that many levels of fighter. Yes. To be, to be... No, 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 no. I'm not mixing Don't it up up there. Me. No, I'm, I'm back here. Don't yeah. get your filthy paws off yeah. me. Okay. Uh, she has fighting style archery. No problem. Uh, as an assassin, she gets the ability to assassinate. Okay. Where she has advantage against anyone who hasn't gone yet in the round. Okay, so now the next question I have to ask you. Yep. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm already cringing in anticipation. Uh-huh. Damien? Yes? What's her initiative bonus? Plus 10. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She, uh. So basically, she has advantage against everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Always. And okay. because of that, as an assassin, every hit is a crit hit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Back up. Yeah. Every hit is a crit hit. Ever. If she's hitting somebody that she has advantage on. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a crit. Okay. And she has so advantage. she goes first nearly all the time, yeah. unless unless you're, you know, fighting quicklings. She yeah. goes first. Mm-hmm. Dear God. Okay. She took a lot of feats. Okay. <laughs> because you get to as a fighter. Yeah. Uh, she took alert for the extra yeah. uh, advantage there. For, for, the, for the bonus to initiative. Also, uh, nobody who attacks her if they're unseen has advantage against her. Right. Which is a good thing for a sniper to have because the yeah. last thing you want to have happen is get snuck up on or sniped. Shockingly so. enough, she has Skulker. Uh, or uh, sharpshooter, rather. Okay. Long range means no disadvantage. Right. So she can be off the battle map and still be hitting yeah, people with still, her longbow. Still. She can also take a minus five to hit, no problem, because her plus to hit is a plus 12. She can take a minus five to hit. Sweet Jesus. And that gives her a plus 10 to damage. On top of that, Jesus. it's a crit hit. On top of that, she's got her plus 3d6. On top of that, as an arcane archer, she can choose one of many magic arrows, one of which being a uh, seeking arrow or a shadow arrow, 
Okay, the seeker, remind me, the seeker ignores cover, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and everybody, uh, yeah, and, and she only has to have seen the person within the last minute. She doesn't even have to know where they are. That guy. And then it lets her know that where they guy. are. And if it that doesn't guy. hit that guy for some weird ass reason, yeah. she can re-roll with curving shot to get it to redirect and hit somebody within 60 feet of where he was. So she can still triangulate that guy to where that guy is. Fuck that guy. Yep. But if I don't hit that guy, fuck his buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like the record I've heard of what she did to the Nazis. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now if she That's hits with a shadow awesome. arrow, God she's hitting with 2d6 psychic damage, so your barbarian can't really resist that. Well, yeah, but ideally they're going to be on the same well, yeah, side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so you know, but but if the, if if we run into another barbarian like that, like yeah, yeah no, 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 I'm sorry, yeah. take it, yeah. Um, oh dear God Almighty! And then they're blinded; they can't see past five feet. Wow, yeah. that's that's. I think I think you have me beat. I gotta say, I, I might because all of those just, all just of those for... dice stacking on one another. Yeah. What what? Just pray tell. Uh huh. Have you have you done any calculation of what the average amount of damage she's going to do on a hit is? I think average is somewhere in the realm of like sixty five to eighty. It could be that I doubled the wrong amount of dice for this uh, yeah, thing or okay, the other. So okay, but, it, as but, low as forty on average. Okay. In one hit, and she gets three attacks per round, and she can take action surge, which would give her another attack. So it's four attacks at the average at, of forty. At average of forty mm-hmm. on the low end of average. Yeah. By the Jesus. way, you have to save against her arcane shot, which is an 18 with a wisdom save. Wow. Also, she has a cantrip prestidigitation. Um, you know, so. you, you said you said that you had um, uh-huh. uh, uh, Harry mm-hmm. Houdini as, mm-hmm. as the glass cannon. Yeah. I think she's a tempered glass cannon. <laughs> Very I much think, so. I think, no, she's no, no. a plexiglass. A plexiglass cannon, cannon. yeah. yeah. Yeah, armor glass cannon. Also, her stealth Jesus. is uh, plus 15. Okay, nice. Uh, what I didn't wow. write down is that her passive wisdom is a plus 19. Because <laughs> I took observant, too. Yeah. yeah. Crap on Because that way she can notice stuff. Yeah, because, yeah. And she can read lips from as long as she can see. So Wow. Submitted for your approval. Please feel free to highlight any other insanity that... Uh, Ludmilla has. Interesting choice of lawful good. She fought for her fatherland. Yeah. 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 I can't can't argue mm-hmm. with that judgment. Thieves tools? Because she's a rogue, she gets thieves tools. But that can also get you into and out of any number of Sniper's broken down nests. Yeah. Buildings yeah. in like say, you know, Kiev. So. Was it Kiev or was she at uh, She Stalingrad? was from Kiev. Okay. I don't know if she ever made to Stalingrad. There's plenty of other snipers. Oh, there's all kinds of other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Eastern Front was a mm-hmm. fucking nightmare for everybody involved. Yeah. You covered most of it. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. Um, now, you have one more, and I, got, I actually I got one have more. four more. I don't know how that happened, but. Well, I, I, yeah. did, I did five. I don't know. I, I, I statted oh. out five. Okay. Well, let's see. I've done four here. I will give. Well, I've uh, I've still got three that I really want to do. Uh, okay. We'll see what we'll happens. We'll You're out. still going to end up with the lion's share of the game. Uh, okay, so um, I have I ha- I have a rogue. Oh, good. Okay. Um, not not a 
I took a little bit of rogue in order to, you know, match a background <laughs> and then like everything else is fighter because, you know, fuck the Nazis. Right. No, it's just all rogue. Oh, I was maxing damage. I yeah, well, sniper. yeah, cuz yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no. Um uh, this this uh, is Sun Tzu. I'm just Ooh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna okay. play coy with it. Sun Tzu and and you may be thinking Ed. I thought Sun Tzu was a general. Wouldn't he be better as a fighter? And I say the nay. No. Because if you've actually read his writing, he was totally a rogue mentally. Uh, because everything in his treatise is about mm-hmm. knowing your enemy. Mm-hmm about going to where your enemy isn't and hitting them as hard as you can to cripple them by doing so, then getting the hell out of Dodge, and then utilizing every misdirection, every dirty trick, and and specifically for the build that I went with, Mm -hmm. every spy that you can in order to accomplish those goals. So, yeah. What time frame, like, is this... Obviously not before the book because he's gone through a lot of this stuff. So you're saying this is is essentially right before uh, he he codified everything, wrote everything down. So this this is after the famous but not really historically attested story about the... the courtesan battalion where, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was for those listening who are not familiar because everybody at the table knows the story. Uh, a king hired him to act as his general and, and strategos and said, all right, as your as your job interview, essentially, I'm going to give you my concubines, 30, 30 women who are my who are my consorts. And uh, if you can train them to fight as soldiers, then I will know that you know what you're doing. And uh, Sun Tzu, uh, whose actual name was Sun Wu, Sun Tzu means master son, uh, said to the king, uh, so if you're going to let me do this, you need to let me do whatever I think is necessary in order to accomplish this. Are you willing to do that? Do you want to, you know, because if you want your army to win, I got to show you what I can do and I got to right. have, I got to have free reign. And uh, the king said, yes, whatever you got to do, you can do. Uh, he he probably regretted that later because I Sun know. Sun Wu uh, stood up in front of the concubines, had all the concubines brought out into the courtyard, and he said, "I'm going to tr- I'm going to turn you into soldiers because your your king has told me I'm going to do this." And he had soldiers give every concubine uh, a halberd, essentially, mm-hmm. and then told them, "All right, rank up, turn right," and the concubines giggled. Didn't take it seriously. Didn't think this is this is silly. We're we're, we're, right. we're just girls, and didn't take it seriously. And he said, "A general is responsible for making sure that his orders are understood." I'm going to repeat what I want you to do. Rank up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm skipping an important point. He said, "You and you, you were you were the king's two most favorites, right? Yes, we are. Okay." You and you, each of you is responsible for half of the women. I'm breaking you up into two, two platoons, essentially. You are the two platoon leaders. Mm-hmm. So the first time he gave the orders, the courtesans all giggled, didn't take it seriously, said, okay, a general is responsible for making sure his orders are understood. I'm going to repeat what I said. Right. And then he gave them, he repeated it, explained it, repeated the order, and the courtesans giggled again. He said, if a general's orders are understood but not followed, it is the responsibility of the officers. Mm. And he had the two women he'd made commanders executed in front of all the Everyone rest of the courtesans. Else. 
and then shows two more to be the officers. And the next time, nobody giggled. So it's so it's after that. You can tell you're a middle school teacher. Yeah. Why? What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just how much that story impressed of, you. The amount of the you. amount of relish I may have had in relating the you make an example of two of them and nobody fucks with you after that. You think? <laughs> you bit. think I teach eleven year olds? Maybe. Bit. Um, so I did put down as his flaws, ruthless sees the end is justifying the means. Yeah, boy, howdy. So, uh, and his alignment is lawful neutral because he's Confucian, um, you know, ethical concerns are secondary to an orderly, peaceful society. Ideals are preservation of innocent lives and the wealth of the state is the highest goal of a military planner. Um, so as a rogue, he gets access to a bunch of skills and I wound up taking the skilled feat for him twice. Oh wow. Once at level one, once at level 12. Wow. So he knows all the skills, everything. Yeah. Um, now why didn't you go bard and make him a Jack of all trades? Because the, um, going, going with bard mm-hmm. would have meant, um, focusing a lot more on charisma and his okay. inherent, you're all gonna follow me because I'm I'm this guy. Okay. And that that wasn't this wasn't the flavor. He he was he was a general who said, okay, look, I got a plan. It's a great big plan. You're gonna follow it, and if you follow it, we're gonna fucking win. If you don't, we're all gonna die. Okay. Capiche? That was kind of I mean, as as far as we know from the sources, right. there's there's nobody who ever said he was this great compelling figure. It was everybody respected him because that guy knows his shit. Okay. That's fair. So uh and his archetype mm-hmm. is mastermind. Now a I had little to, I, used a little used one. I had to choose yeah. and, and I really had to think about it between mastermind. And right now I don't remember the name of the other one mm-hmm. because the other one was very much a direct trickster. Very, Arcane very trickster? much. No, okay. uh, but, but it was, but it was very much about, um, you think I'm here. I'm going to be over here. Gotcha. This, you know, move, the movement, personal movement, subterfuge. Yeah, personal subterfuge kind yeah. of thing. And what I realized was that's not what he writes about. The mastermind fits him a lot better because um, it's a lot more like w- one of his abilities is he gets to use the help action as a bonus action. Okay. And when he is doing that, the target that his when he's helping an ally hit somebody, the target can be up to 30 feet away. Nice. So he can be helping Lyudmila out with what for her will be a very short range attack. Right. He can he can be like no 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 you're you're aiming the wind is this way aim you know right and and help out that way and um, the the one that really was like no no this is what I have to take is the ability insightful manipulator. Ooh. He can observe a creature for one minute outside of combat and tell if it is superior equal or inferior to him in intelligence, wisdom, charisma, or class levels, pick two. That's really good. Okay. So how, how smart is this guy? Very. How smart is this guy? How powerful is this guy? What do I, how do you know? Um, and then (laughs) that's very Sun Tzu. Yeah. And his thoughts cannot be read without him allowing it. And any magic used to detect lies shows that he is speaking the truth unless he chooses otherwise. So he can choose to use the knowledge that he's lying as its own weapon. As its own weapon. That's really good. Yeah. So, so like, no, no, I'm going to double fake you out. Mm -hmm. No, no. Um, And uh, his, his 
tools, proficiencies are his thieves tools, a disguise kit, a forgery kit, which he gets from Mastermind, and uh, a Wei Chi board. That's the game, right? Go, yeah. Yeah. Which is to say Go, the Chinese, the the, the antecedent of what we call Go now. Um, His weapons are a Jian, which I treated as a rapier. Okay. uh, Which is D8 plus 10 for damage. Now, a Jian is... Like similar to a Dao, not not a Gim, right? Uh, a Jian is a double bladed straight sword. It looks very much like a Western kind of sword. It's got okay. a double edge, comes to comes to a point at the end. Okay, has you know single handed. Okay, um, it was referred to as a scholar's sword. It was the mm. kind of sword that a, that a Confucian gentleman would carry. Right. Um, and then he has a light crossbow, plus ten to hit, d six plus ten damage. Now because he's a fifteenth level rogue, his sneak attack is ten die six. That's really high. So when when he gets and of course he has cunning action, which is so very Allows Sun Tzu get in, in get mobility, out. get in, get out. Where Lyudmila is going to be using it for sneak, he's going to be using it for dash and disengage. Right. Hiding is not really going to be his thing. No, no, no. You see me? I'm over here. I'm over right. here. Look at me. Look at me. Don't right. look. Don't look at Lyudmila. Right. You know. Look over here. You're dead. What happened? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh you see that? shit. How did that? Oh my now god. I'm you and run. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's that's like Sun Tzu, and again lawful neutral. I think I mentioned because yep. order, orderliness, above all. Nothing on the back. Yeah, you covered it all. All right. Nice. Eighty-seven hit points. Yeah. Okay. So a low end guy, but he's yeah. not there to get hit. No. So. Uh, well, that's that's quite a few characters, uh, and I would point out the amount of time that we spent doing that. Yeah. I suggest that we hold over and do the next batch of characters in the next episode and okay. then pay it all off uh, all right. in there. I like it. Uh, so, uh, Ed, what are you reading? Uh, right now, what am I reading? Um, other than testing documents and uh, work-related Ooh. crap. Yeah, it's it's not a lot of fun. Um, uh, when I have been able to make the time, I have been uh, sitting down with uh, how the Scots invented the modern world, okay, which I've mentioned that, on previous yeah. episodes. And uh, yeah, otherwise, I've been chasing a toddler around and uh, trying to just keep up with work. How totally about you, fun. though? Uh, well, given that I'm a world history teacher again, I uh, have gone back to some old Jackson Spielvogel survey books. Uh, which are fun uh, and infinitely superior to the world history book that we're currently using. Sorry, I was drinking water, but I need to ask, what book are you using? Uh, It's the one called Human Legacy. It's blue and it's, I want to say it's Prentice Hall. I could be wrong, but it's the same one that we used when I was a student teacher in 2002. Yeah, see, I I think I mentioned to you, but our Mm -hmm. audience probably doesn't know. uh, I am part of the pilot program for new textbooks. Mm. Uh, for our seventh grade world history program, and nice. we're going with uh, TCI, Teachers Curriculum Institute. Okay, yeah, TCI is good stuff. Oh, Always I, has been. I'm I'm already way happier with this book than with the the one yeah. we had last year. Well, good. Uh, and the other five years I've been teaching here. Well, none of this is stuff that people want to read. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> God no. No. Uh, no. But other books uh, that I've been reading in advance of all of that kind of stuff. No, those are all textbooks that no one would <laughs> want to read either. Uh, so I guess... We don't really have anything to recommend other than How the Scots Invented the Modern World, which yeah. is definitely worth picking up if you have the time. George, what are you reading right yeah. now? Just Since you're here at the table. just recently finished Surprise, Kill, and Banish by Annie Jacobson. 
which gives a history of kind of the CIA and and certain operatives and how they function. It was really fascinating. Really that sounds it's, like it. Yeah, All right, way, I'm gonna have way to better than what one. we're reading. Yeah, a lot more, you can tell who the teachers are. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't read for fun. <laughs> uh, we don't have time to. How the hell do we? Yeah, Ed, Ed where can anybody find you to tell you that you were wrong about uh, Loyola? Uh, they can find me at E H Blaylock on the Twitters. Where can they find you? At Duh Harmony. There's two H's in there. Uh, Duh, and then Harmony. Uh, on the Twitter. Duh. Duh. Uh, on the Twitter. And you can uh, send me any and all uh, arguments you want about how I've screwed up the damage on Lyudmila and I've stacked yeah. it too high or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for producer George and Ed Blaylock, I'm Damien Harmony, and this has been A Geek History of Time. Keep rolling 20s.